Welcome back to Don't Call It a Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. Today we are finishing Tress of the Emerald Seas. We have sailed the seas hmm. and we finished the book. Pretty we exciting. Did. We did. Uh, before we get um, into it, before we get into it, Luke. Yeah. I think we need to return to your rant from last week. Okay. Because I did a little research. Because, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big sports guy. Luke, I have a question for Famously. you. Famously. How yeah. many Carolina Panthers games are there in a season? Uh, so I'm assuming you're not including playoffs because we never do. Uh, <laughs> it is now 17. 17. Okay. Can you do a quick, can you do some quick math for me? Sure. What's, of course. What's 100 divided by 17? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, what's that math? I don't know. Six? Is that right? Six. Yeah. Roughly six. Hey, Luke, quick question for you. Um, how much is it worth to you to be able to watch your good old Carolina Panthers? Because it's got to be less than $6. <laughs> so I'm kind of questioning if you're really a fan. Wait, so did you check? Is this is this the uh, price of... Yeah, the, Luke, like... I'm calling you on your bullshit here because the price of okay. NFL season ticket or whatever ticket, whatever it is, 100 bucks for a year. So you don't love the <laughs> Panthers. Really? You don't love the Panthers that much, unfortunately, Luke. I hate to break this news <laughs> to you, but you actually don't love the Panthers as much as I do. <laughs> As much as you do, yeah, because okay. I still I still stand Cam till I die. St- <laughs> right, but this is okay. me outing Luke right now for being a hear. fake fan of the Carolina Panthers because mm-hmm. he won't even pay six dollars mm-hmm. a game to watch them, his favorite team in the whole world. Six dollars a game is a lot. Is it <laughs> really? Uh, how much? I don't how know. many hours of content is that, Luke? Three, three, yeah, three. Okay, so that's hours two dollars an hour. Yeah, of, that's too much. What, have you been to a movie <laughs> before, Luke? Hey, okay, I played Elden Ring, which was sixty dollars. Okay. okay, Luke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very. Quite the bargain. This Elden Ring actually is an incredible bargain. I definitely highly recommend, uh, which we've already done in the pod, I think. Uh, Good bargain for Elden Ring. But $2 an hour, not that bad. Not bad enough that you need to complain on the pod to our listeners about how, oh, I wish I could just watch the games and it said I get like a 10 second clip. No. You're not. Okay. 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 This is fair. This is fair. I'm looking out for our Um, listeners, Luke. Okay, they were they were they were misled into into thinking I'm a bigger Carolina Panthers fan than I than I apparently am, or that you're poorer than you really are. <laughs> Luke's doing fine, everybody. He's fine. You don't need to worry about Luke's him. Doing, that's right. <laughs> but definitely don't, do get on our Patreon. Don't up your Patreon contribution yet. Yeah, definitely do get on our Patreon though. Definitely check that out. <laughs> It's going to be exclusively paid for NFL Sunday ticket. We're going to add a new goal on our Patreon that is get allow Luke to watch the Carolina Panthers when he feels like <laughs> it. Because apparently he doesn't love them that much. Apparently not. I do want to say I got off on a little bit of a tangent last rant. Yeah. I, I My main point was generalized. I, I meant to generalize it to just show more highlights instead of talking heads yeah but the highlights they already made them you know they already made the highlights they're giving you new content luke with the talking heads new content that's true okay i don't want to i don't want to rehash my own my 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 own rant last time but um This is tough. This is tough to acknowledge. Mm-hmm. I will say, and maybe I've said this on the pod before. It's very sad as I've gotten older, I've become less of a sports fan. And I realized to you, maybe that doesn't sound sad. <laughs> no, it sounds good to me. I'm into it. But I'll like watch a game of my favorite team and like not care that much. Mm. And I don't know. 
it's kind of depressing. Oh, you're saying like the the light, the light has left, the joy has left your life. Like you have trouble finding. I feel joy. like this is, yeah. I feel like this is another of those, um, like, you know how everything is much more fun and interesting when you're a kid. Yeah, although I do wonder if it is related to our times, because like. Hey, you know how all the polar bears are dying? But hey, let's care about the Carolina Panthers and how they're doing. You know what I mean? Right. Like it kind of, right. the times we live in kind of in like overshadow everything. Like I can't, I have never felt, even when I was a kid, I have never felt like going to Disneyland was a fun thing. Because I was like, hey, but actually though, like the climate is... Like, the planet's dying. I'm not going to hug Mickey Mouse for you, Mom. <laughs> I don't want to do that. This is all bullshit. I don't like it. Sure. Sure. Man. Okay. That was... I was thinking that my my take on this was a little bit dark, but I think you've taken us farther. I think mine be... Yeah, I don't... Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Welcome to the welcome to the pod. Uh, anyway, where we discuss our existential crisis here and, um, and have a good time. Well, see, hold on though, hold on though, because I feel like this is where I have gotten more into sports as I get older, only because I don't watch them very often, and so I don't have a mm-hmm. team that I root for. But if there's a big game and I know people that are watching both sides, I get to watch the big game and just enjoy it. I get to just revel in strong athletes doing incredible things, right? I don't have to be like, oh, I hope my team wins because both teams are my team. Because I can Mm -hmm. be like, Mm -hmm. ooh, good goal. Also, good goal. (laughs) I think that I, we, our, our sports, um, fanhood i don't know if that's the right term for uh-huh, it uh-huh. or converging because this is also closer to how i am feeling now where i will still really enjoy watching a game yeah yeah i just i care a little bit less about the specifics of like my team mm, okay. and so partially because of that i just watch less also so really luke your ideal situation is a hundred percent highlights then <laughs> right is that is this wrong I mean, I well, okay, hang on. What's the difference between 100% highlights and just like a really good game? Mm. Do you know what I mean? No, no, no. There is a difference for sure. It's the difference between watching a trailer for a movie and watching a movie. Okay. Right? Like every trailer has exciting moments and like is interesting and tells like a bit of a story, right? Every trailer is kind of interesting to watch. Not every movie mm. is good. In fact, I would argue a lot of movies are not good. This is true. But you'd this rather, but like a good movie is way better than a trailer. So I, I, I get what you're saying here. Like if you, I would much rather watch a good game than 100% highlights. But like, if you're just interested in cool sports stuff, I could see a show that's just highlights. That's just like, let's cut out the bullshit, guys. Right. Famously, Sports Center Top 10 is everyone's favorite segment of sports center is it really in plays of last of yesterday this actually doesn't make sense to me from a business perspective why are they paying Shaq to give his analysis on stuff when they could just show clips of things they've already filmed you have never watched nba on tnt because uh the they're actually one group that i will watch I haven't done it in a while because mm-hmm. I will not actually watch, but they're very entertaining. This is the, the this is the the squad that Shaq is. A part oh, this is the one with Shaq. Because they kind of they kind of just like mess around. They kind of you're saying and they kind of like, do a podcast. The point, the, yeah, the point of the show is more of like these guys are talking about sports and they're really funny. Okay, that's fair. I do, I have seen a clip of Shaq talking about how he saves money on gas. I think it was like a John Oliver bit that he John Oliver did on his show that I found on YouTube for a little while. Uh, very funny. Shaq, Shaq is kind of a goofball. He is. He is a goofball. That's true. Shaq and the gang. Um, okay. 
I do like that we've gone we've gone two straight two straight warm ups on sports. Uh, this is this is yeah we are converging, which I don't know how I feel about that. I feel great about it. I feel really I good about I it. Um, <laughs> speaking of coming together, let's talk about uh, Tress and Charlie, and let's let's get into mm. the book, Luke. Okay, yeah. So we we have finished the book. So so. <clears throat> Spoilers for all. Um, do you want to talk about Tress and Charlie right off the bat? Or is that was that just a clever transition? It was a good segue. Thank you for that. Um, but yep. I want to talk about a prediction that I wanted, I wanted to make and I was kind of hoping would happen. Because here's what, here's what happened as I was reading this book. We're getting close to the end and I'm like, she still hasn't gotten to the sorceress yet. How are they going to resolve right. this? Like, this is going to be a quick finish. Uh, yeah. And what I was hoping, as we got closer and closer, what I was hoping would happen is she shows up and Charlie's there and fine. And he's just like, actually, the sorceress is kind of a bad bitch and I'm into it. And that's why I stopped sending you cups because <laughs> I kind of fell in love with a bad bitch. Mm. And Tress mm-hmm. just has to be like, oh, okay, I mean, c- congratulations, I'm going to go home now, and that's just, or, like, I'm going to go be a pirate now, and that's just, like, it. You know what I mean? Like, I, as we got closer, I was like, okay, Brandon's got, like, 12 pages to end this book. It's got to be something like, hey, sorry, we don't actually need you here, so you can peace out. Right, yes. I mean, I did have the, in terms of, like, the amount of time that we had left or amount of pages that we had left, I was feeling the same crunch as you were. Um, would that have been a good? Would that have been a good move? I think so, actually. Yeah, I think it would have been funny, and it would have been sticking with this theme. Brandon loves to subvert expectations and criticize tropes, and like, I think it would have been a great reversal of the like, hey, you know, sure they thought they were in love, but they changed they did change and in fact Mm -hmm. charlie's into a little goth action charlie's kind of a (laughs) he wants a you know a goth gf right right (laughs) yeah i think that i will say you're giving charlie a little bit too much credit here though Ooh. because no way charlie could land a sorceress well i don't know I don't know he's charming in his own way i guess i feel like yeah. unless you're a hoid unless you're like an immortal all-powerful sorcerer all you have to have is the right quirk right all you have the to right have quirk for the right person you yeah mean? is the right quirk and then they're like you know i've lived for ten thousand years and i've never met anybody with quite this way of speaking quite this way of storytelling <laughs> and that's just it's just getting me it's really getting me <laughs> I'm into it. Let's do it, Charlie. Come on. You and me. Okay. Okay. That would be nice. <laughs> you know? I do. I do. Um, yeah. To be honest, when we met the sor- sorceress, mm-hmm. the like... The whole vibe, I was expecting like a little bit of a different, well, okay, let me back up for a second. Mm -hmm. The story leading up to it, you're expecting the sorceress to be like, I don't know, evil or whatever. Yeah. And I was leading up to this expecting it to be like some little subversion where, oh, the sorceress is actually like really cool and chill. Yes, I was expecting that too, actually. Yeah. So I feel like there is actually a little bit of a double subversion. Ah, and that the sorceress was actually an abominable monster, like actually really bad. <laughs> She's actually, actually not cool and chill. Oh, I, you know, I agree with you. I was expecting this the whole time because we never hear any stories humanizing the sorceress it's always just like yeah she's fucking evil don't talk to her <laughs> right and she is and she's it's like just... oh yeah <laughs> that was like weirdly accurate it was extremely accurate yeah she was incredibly cruel for no reason for seemingly zero reason <laughs> just kind of <laughs> terrible yeah okay 
This this was, I think, I the biggest surprise to me of all. Oh, I see. Was just like, oh yeah, uh, there's not really any redeeming quality. Like for example, mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're gonna get to mm-hmm. to it at some point. The dragon. Yes. Yes. Let's go this there now. This is more Let's make what that I was expecting. Now, yeah. Okay. This is more what I was expecting because the dragon, right in the red spore sea, uh, you're like he's you're trading like people's souls to him for favors. It's like oh, it's a bad. This is a bad dude, right? Uh, yeah, you're literally giving him slaves. You're literally like, hey, I will sell you yeah. a slave if you give me a magic thing, and he's into it. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll buy right. a slave from you, sure. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I love that. Um, so he actually seemed like, I mean, I, I, I'm i not going to pretend like that part of it is not true. Like that is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, right? still not good. Dragon, still not still, good. Still not good. But he was a much more sympathetic person or character, I guess, than the sorceress. I agree with you. Which is Actually. a reversal of what I was expecting. Yes. Well, and I feel like what he's doing isn't even that. Okay, it's obviously slavery is not good. Okay. But I think what the sorceress is doing is worse, where she's just like, hey, if you get to me, I'm going to just curse you. Like, I'm just going to make your life really bad. <laughs> That's it. Right. Irrevocably <laughs> bad is what I'm going to do. Whereas the dragon's like, yeah, they're slaves, but like they have a great life. Like I give them everything they need, and yeah, 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 I get it. They're slaves, but like I'm a dragon, so what did you expect? Like there was gonna be something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the source is just, just like, yeah, I make people's lives shitty. I don't even care. Yeah, that's all. That's all she is. What yeah. are you? What are you doing here? Um. Yeah, and actually, before we get to the dragon, because I do want to get back to the dragon, why are we fighting the sorceress? What is the king... Why is the king at war with the sorceress? I do not understand. The sorceress lives in, like, a rocket ship surrounded by impenetrable guards. I don't think she gets out much. What war? What war are you fighting? Why are you fighting a war? Who are you fighting? (laughs) Okay, okay. The one thing that I do know is that she is located in a way that blocks them from getting to the other seas for, like, trading purposes. Okay. So, like, you can't you can't go to other kingdoms, basically. Okay, sure, sure. But beyond that, I don't know. Beyond that, I don't know. Because, like, it seems like she doesn't really have power outside of the midnight sea right yeah you're essentially being like hey panama let us go through the canal and panama's like i don't really want you to go through the canal (laughs) and you're like okay too bad we're going to war with you now not cool (laughs) you can't do that right yeah the other thing which is absurd about it luke no one has ever come back so what is this isn't even a war because what are you doing like <laughs> explain to me how this is a war explain to me how you are pressing people into service and then just sending out ships into the into the midnight sea that never returned this is not a war this is a, that's a good point that's a good <laughs> right yeah <laughs> certainly not a war um <laughs> i don't know i mean i will say there's a couple a couple moments where i think actually hoyd as the storyteller s- talks about how some of this is just because of how incompetent the people are mm-hmm. yeah right like yeah. The the Duke's son that replaces Charlie, I don't know if it was an exaggeration or not, but there's a little joke in there about him losing like 10,000 men and being crowned as a war hero or something yeah, like that. Yeah, correct. Correct. So, I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it might very well just be like the king has to pretend like it's a war to conscript people for some reason. Like, it sounds like right. there's a lot of piracy and crime, so maybe that's the war he's fighting is a war on crime. I'm sure that's going to go great. <laughs> those, um, those are always good. But you're not fighting a war with the sorceress. It's not even close. It's not even... <laughs> right. There's no battles you're happening. Getting, you're getting dominated. You're getting bodied by the sorceress. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Daily. <laughs> also, like, change strategies. Please. Do anything different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because, like, we see her defenses. Yeah. And they're, like, not... I mean, really, it's just the getting to the island. Right. 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 Well, and they, here's the thing. Here's the thing. The island is tiny. Just go around. Literally just go anywhere else. <laughs> Why are you fighting the sorceress? Just don't yeah. go to the island. That's it. That's all you have to do. Oh, yeah. Hey, we need to go through that that little canyon over there. We need to go through that thing. Um, I'm just going to go around the island. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go around mm-hmm. to go through this little strait to get to the other kingdoms. And yeah, it's going to take him a little while to figure out how to deal with the terrifying black sea snakes. But okay, figure that out and you're golden. Why are we fighting? <laughs> the king, the king, I think, has a real good propaganda arm. Mm, this of is his. true. Because like at a certain point, you, you got to think that there are some protests going on. <laughs> Ooh, Okay. Where it's like, okay, why? Okay, so let's let's back up for a second. So the only thing that I can think of beyond just like petty revenge or like wanting to defeat her for defeating her sake, mm-hmm. the only reason to like fight the sorceress is to gain access to an easier way to get to the other oceans. Yeah. If, like, that's your justification, which I think it can be the only stated justification, <laughs> the public has got to be like, okay, we've lost, I don't know how many, what do we want to say, like 20,000 people? Yeah. With with zero victories? Because the, ca- like, the casualty on the sorcerer's side is zero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I, there's, there's, I'm not seeing many people like rebelling against the king yet. This is, okay, this is fair. I will say things are pretty spread out. So information seems tightly controlled. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I think the propaganda arm is doing a very good job, especially because we're getting all these war heroes still. Like we're getting people earning war like medals. Yeah, there have been no victories. I don't know how you're winning <laughs> medals in war. Like, I get that. I get that some soldiers get medals for bravery. No officer is getting a medal for like losing a bunch of people and not gaining any territory. Like, that, that's not how that works for the most part. Right. I don't think. I hope not. <laughs> uh, so. Yeah, I I think it's got to be just the control of information is so good mm-hmm. that I'll tell you got to do it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Is it? Uh okay. All right. Um <laughs> we need to get back to the dragon though. Yeah. Luke. So this dragon is got it got some grad students. You know, they've got a little grant. <laughs> doing some research. They've got a lab mm-hmm. set up. What? What are they researching and why is it in the Crimson Sea? Mm. What? Because they have set up their lab in the Crimson Sea. What? What kind of research is going on? We talked a little bit last time about the uses of the Crimson Spores and what we might right. do with them. It sounds like the dragon is also interested in this topic as a uh, fellow academic, let's say. 
I think that's the right. about the most I want to associate with a dragon. Um, mm-hmm. But what kind of research is he doing at the bottom of the Crimson Sea? Right. It's a good question. Um, I don't know if I actually got the sense that it was limited to crimson sports though Mm, okay i mean i do realize that it's in the crimson sea Mm -hmm. yes but i kind of just assumed it was like a convenient that was just like where his lair was located you know oh yeah yeah it was just convenient to be at the bottom of the crimson sea which is surrounded by spiky spores and adjacent to the sea that is controlled by the one person he fears on the entire planet. Oh, yeah, yeah. That does seem like the most Ooh. convenient place for his lair, Luke, you this idiot. Is a good point. Okay. You absolute rube. Okay. <laughs> no, this isn't just a convenient place for his lab, okay? Right. Okay. Hmm. This is a dragon we're talking about, Luke. It can't be anything good. If it's associated with the Crimson Sea, it can't be anything good, I don't think. Well, now hold on. Luke, what else do dragons have that are spiky? (laughs) Uh, A few things. Uh Teeth. One of them. Okay. Talons. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe Buddy's working on some, like, dragon prosthetics. Okay. Okay. Buddy's like these crimson spikes. One, look cool. Two... Maybe they could replace some spiky bits that fall off. You know, some dragons need dragon dentures. Dragons gotta get old. Right. Dragons dragons do get old. We know that. They get very old. And their teeth, (laughs) I imagine their teeth are gonna wear down over time. These teeth are not. Otherwise, dragon teeth gotta be, I mean, they probably are pretty valuable. But, like, if they don't wear down over time, that's, like, a crazy material. I do okay. This is actually I, I think this is where we go because, he's got a lot of researchers. Yeah. Or I'll say a lot of staff. Yes. And, um. I if we're if we're limiting, which I think is fair, a lot of the research specifically to crimson spore stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's 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 what I think. Okay. It's tough to brush a dragon's teeth. You need a lot of labor. Okay. And so most of the labor going into this is a combination of brushing the dragon's teeth as a preserve to preserve them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then doing research into the spikes for when they need to be replaced. And then all the rest of the staff is just supporting those efforts. Okay. Okay, Luke, can I propose an alternative theory? Sure. What? So among the animal kingdom, we've got herbivores and carnivores. Which one do you think a dragon is? I typically lean towards carnivore. Typically carnivore is the way I go too. And uh, dragon intentionally says like, hey, I've got a lot of servants back here. I just didn't bring them out. Uh, I didn't want to show you all my servants back here. So if you could just talk through which one of you would be more tender, I mean suited to be on my staff, that would be really <laughs> nice. Thank you. Um, okay. What if the dragon's just eating them all and doesn't say anything? This is a good point. We're taking the dragon too much at his word. We already know he's willing to lie. Because he was like, yeah, I was just going to tell her I could cure her. And then in a year or two, she was going to die anyway. Right. And like, Mm. it makes for a much more like obedient person if you tell him, oh, hey, I'm going to treat you right. You're going to eat. You're going to have a nice place to live. Come on back here in my lair. Come on. Get back in my lair. Come on. Get on back here. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. It's like a sleepover. Come on. Like, they're going to come back with you. They're going to come be a part of that. Rather than kicking and screaming the whole time. And the PR isn't that bad. You know, you're going to get more people being brought to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, (laughs) it's a good point. I, I do like it because I don't know how much research you can do down here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, also, if you're doing if, okay, here, I, I I agree with you now because there's no way there's an, a ton of research going on <laughs> because y- you need supplies and there's no way there's no he's not getting supplies. Right? How's he? He says he has kitchen staff. What are they cooking? What are they cooking? I don't know. Each other? Dragon's eating everybody that gets brought down to him. Every single person that gets brought down there, Dragon's like, nice. They look delicious. Thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) I was hungry. I I ordered Uber Eats like a year ago and nothing showed up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right here. You're you're, You're definitely right on this. confirmed oh, man yeah it's a good thing these uh verdant vines are edible too because otherwise dragon be having a hard time are you saying that the dragon is also eating the vines or, or that's what he's feeding the servants well because the, the captain had the green spores mm. like in her okay right so yeah yeah tough way for her to double. go i think it's a double for him I was going to say, based on what we hear him say, is is working for the dragon bad? I think the answer to that is yes, because you're actually just getting eaten. Yeah. So so I'll erase that note, because I think we've answered it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I will say, people do need to experiment with the spores more. Mm, as always. As we've always said. As we've always said... Um, cause like Tress's thing that she gets to escape the rain issues on the Crimson Sea, I think pretty clever. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I want to see more people doing this type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there should be solutions for the rain already. <clears throat> right. Like big bowl like, on the top of your ship. Big bull, for sure. Always big bull. That's the go-to. <laughs> big bull is a good idea. Um, lots of sponges around. Invest in sponge technology. Mm. Sponge technology. I'm... <laughs> right. I don't know where to go from there, but you're right. <laughs> I agree. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. There's a lot of things. Uh, there's okay. We've got spores that make a big puff of wind, right? Mm-hmm. Just blow the yeah. clouds away. Just blow the clouds away. Do a little air cannon. Just, just <laughs> whoosh, bye clouds. Whoosh. Nope, not to me. Right. I mean, I will say your thing about a big bowl. Sounds dumb, but like would work, right? Luke, I also I agree with you. It would work. It does sound dumb, but it would work. And Luke, <laughs> we need to go. B- Hold on. I hate to take us back. Okay. The <laughs> the king. We're going back to this war because remember the only way to get to the midnight sea is through the crimson sea. Right. You're fighting a war against the sorceress. You have to still figure out how to get through the Crimson Sea, right? Correct. And it sounds like very few people do. Mm-hmm. That's a that's step one. We can't go to war <laughs> if we can't get there, right? It's like if we it's like if the US declared war on like I don't know, Spain, but we didn't have boats. We were just like, hey, once we figure out these boat things, we're getting you. <laughs> we're coming to get you. Right, but in the meantime, we're going to send troops w- trying to walk across the ocean <laughs> we're to gonna, you. They're going to swim over to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Um, we got to start We gotta start funding research, just like the dragon does, but actually real research. Real spore research. And speaking of that, Luke, so there are 12 spores, right? I think so. There's 12 different moons. You've got 12 different spores. So far, we have seen the green, the vine spores, zephyr mm-hmm. spores, rosite spores. We've got 
mm, crimson spores, midnight spores. So I think we've seen five. Yes, and then a- I can't remember if we've heard more about others. So we've also got donut and burger spores that we talked about last time. Right, obviously. So we're up to seven. We've got five spores to figure out what they're up to, Luke. What? Yeah. What are the yellow spores doing? Yeah, okay. So so what colors are left? Okay, we got purple. Yellow. Okay, to be fair, though, it seems like they use red and pink. So, like, we can kind of do shades. But... Yes. So we've got, like yellow uh purple i think we have yellow and orange orange yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um what is the is zephyr spores dark blue or light blue i think they're light blue okay we gotta go dark blue then dark blue okay. unless those are midnight Mid- no midnight or black midnight or black yeah yeah um and then what like a brown brown spore <laughs> Which like brown we, spore. We all know what the brown see. spores do, and it's not good. <laughs> it's not what it's you not, want. It's not good, but you got to include them. All right, so we've only got four to figure out because we figured out what brown spores do. I would say that yellow spores would maybe do something, but I feel like that's a cop out. You know, I agree. <laughs> Are the yellow spores artificial banana flavor? Is my question. Oh, artif- okay. You know, like the banana Laffy Taffies? I do know. I know exactly. Yeah. I mean, I could taste it as soon as you said it. Yeah. Um, well, okay. First off, actually, before we get here, mm-hmm. we, there, we know that there are donut and burger spores. Correct. What are those colors? Uh, donut's got to be... Oh, we've already got pink. Yeah. Donut's white, maybe? Like a tan? Yeah, okay, white, let's okay. no, let's go tan. Fuck white. Let's go tan. tan. I why would you go white? That was ridiculous of you to say. Um <laughs> Okay, donut spores are tan. Burger spores are uh damn, I wanted to go red again for like ketchup. Uh I mean, hmm. I feel like you have to get maybe maybe we'll audible and they're brown they're the brown spores. Okay, fine. Burger ones are the and brown. It catches you a little off guard because you're like, oh, this is way better. <laughs> I didn't expect this. <laughs> okay, fine, 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 fine. Um, so we've got, ugh, what is purple? Purple, I feel like purple is, do you remember when the Shrek movie came out and there was purple ketchup? Yes, of I, course. I feel like it's just that. It's just, this one makes a bunch of purple ketchup. It makes a bunch of purple ketchup. Which is, I was, okay, I think... Which is why the it's king next to, uh, needs to go to these other kingdoms because they're like, hey, we've heard legend of purple ketchup and we've got burger spores here. Right. We need the ketchup to, I mean, come on, guys. This is why the war was so successful because he was like, hey, I know we all keep dying, but like it's purple ketchup, y'all. <laughs> come, come on, y'all. This is too valuable to pass up. <laughs> okay, solved. Solved issue there. Okay, great. We've still got yellow, orange, and dark blue to figure out. I, I worry that all of our solutions are going to be food-oriented. Okay, let's, um, no food. We can't have any more food ones. That's, no food. That's okay, no right, food. Right that's no more food. Very difficult. Um, I feel like we have to have a stinky one, right? A lot of these are assaulting us in some way. Sure. One's got to be like a puff of stinky gas. Right? Like, not an explosive amount, but just like a, oh, this is really bad. I mean, if we want to go, if we want to get, like, actually scientific here, the yellow could be, like, sulfur, sulfur. gas. Yeah, exactly. Yellow sulfur popping off. Okay. You, like, okay. vomit. It's, like, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is how it's dangerous, too, because it makes you want to vomit, and then more of it comes. Okay, yeah. Sulfur. There we go. Easy. Ooh. Done. It's a, it's a da- that's a dangerous one. It's a, yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, we've sure. got purple and dark blue oh. right now to figure out. No, you already did purple. We've got orange and dark blue because purple is ketchup. Oh, yeah, you're right. Purple's ketchup. Thank you, Luke. Okay. Okay. Um, is, I mean, is sticky anything? It's just the... 
<laughs> is just sticky anything, you know? Okay. It's dangerously close to food, but <laughs> orange Fanta? <laughs> no, we said no food. Sunkissed? No, absolutely not. It's sticky. Yeah, but then it's just water. Then you just, <laughs> it's just like, oh yeah, this is just the the soda ocean that we made. <laughs> we're not doing it, Luke. This isn't, we're not running for like class president, sixth grade class president. Okay. The water fountains are not we're putting it in the, we're putting it in the water no. fountains, Dan. Hawaiian punch in the water fountains. <laughs> Absolutely not. We need something that's not food related for orange and dark blue. Mm. What about a sound? Nothing has caught, given us a sound yet. Ooh. Okay. Okay. I'm, I worry, I think I'm a, trying to associate it too much with color, but you, it, they don't have to be. No, right? Not at all. How about, how about, uh, blue is just really loud dolphin sounds. <laughs> like so loud. Like <laughs> it's very loud right in your ear. Okay. Yeah. Done. Dark blue is just the worst dolphin sounds that they're right there. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. I like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then orange. We just got to figure out orange. Uh, what are you orange? Hmm. Mm. Uh, okay. What if orange is just like cat hair? Oh, it's just like inconvenient. Yes. But like a lot. I think I need to I think I need to clarify here. One orange spore is like so much cat hair. So so walk me through the mechanism of this. So you have one orange spore yeah. that floats over your deck and doesn't doesn't get stopped by silver uh-huh. and hits a water barrel. Yes. What happens? Um, just an explosion of cat hair. Yeah. Have you ever seen those videos of people trying to take a bite out of a cat tail? No. Okay. But I'm intrigued. So if you watch one of those videos, cause you know, cat tails kind of look like a corn dog. Um, wait, are you describing an actual cat tail or like some kind of, Oh, it's a plant food that is called a cat tail. No, no, no. It's, oh, it's those. a plant. It okay. grows in like swampy conditions. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not talking about a literal person taking a bite of a cat deal. That sounds uh, horrifying. I don't like that. Sounded like to me. Okay, sorry about that. Um, anyway, it's a plant. And there's videos online you can see of people trying to take a bite out of them. As soon as they do it, it just like, exp- it doesn't explode, but it just like, it's essentially like a big dandelion. And all the puffy mm-hmm. stuff comes out and just like fills their mouth with gross dust. Gross like plant dust um okay that's what i'm envisioning is it hits the water and then just like puffs out a bunch of terrible hair i think i think that's uh, yes i think that's right and in this world everyone is allergic to cats exactly because we haven't seen any cat oh actually we have seen cats actually look they can't all be allergic to cats they can't could catch. Sorry. They're allergic to this cat. Though. Okay. Yes. The cat that fair. makes the orange spores. The Garfield. The Garfield hair. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. I think that's probably I think that's probably good. Okay, we got the spores figured out. That's good. Um Did you did you catch that Ulam is from Stormlight? I didn't. Let me give you the data. Let me give you the data, Luke. Okay. First thing that tipped me off, he references the father as like a god. Okay. That's like a stormlight theology, right? Like Stormfather is like a god, right? I mean, Stormfather, yes, for sure. And I feel like that's the father and like the mother, I think, are in Stormlight Archive as part of the theology. Maybe not. Uh, This is coming back to me a little bit more Game of Thrones. Yeah, maybe this is a little more Game of Thrones. Okay, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that... Show me that Ulam might be from doing a little Stormlight action. He has one of those hot plates. Didn't they have like oh, hot okay. plates that ran on Stormlight in the Stormlight Archive? I mean, they were the little Fabrials. Yeah, the Fabrials. Yeah. Yeah, and, they did, for sure. And at one point, he like 
turns on a hot plate to do some work and Tress is like, oh, there's no spores or any fire going on with this. And it's like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Right. I see your point. I will say the sorceress has genuine laptops and TVs okay. in a spaceship. This is true. Yeah, fair. So this could be like an induction heater <laughs> element or something. <laughs> For all we know. Okay. Yeah, but where is he plugging it in, Luke? Come on. Where is he plugging? Okay. <laughs> You're telling me he brought a battery Good with point. him? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Could be a Fabriel. Maybe it's from maybe it's from Stormlight. Um Can we can we talk about the laptops though? Okay, yeah. Let's go there. So are these like our laptops? Um No, right? I kind of got the sense they were. I did too. That's how Hoyt described them, right? He I think he yeah. literally called them a laptop. I think so too. All right, so tell me your issue with it, Luke. Um I have a very specific issue. Okay. And it's going to be annoying. Yeah. So our I I forget his name, but Tress's friend who uses the tablet, the iPad, Fort, yeah. to talk. Fort. Um is he plugging this thing in to charge? <laughs> no, no, it's like those old calculators that are solar powered. You remember okay. those? <laughs> I do remember those. Yeah. Is that it? Okay. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. That's my only issue. Okay, good. Yeah. I have an issue. Who's running the internet here? Because like you Where are the network towers? You mean cuz she has a camera. She's got a camera where Where's the cell towers that are connecting these things all around the world? Because, like, that's not how... Like, a laptop... Can you imagine how useless a laptop would be if you didn't have the internet? Right. Like, boring. Yeah, you'd just be playing pinball. Yeah, you'd be playing... <laughs> oh, taking me back, Luke. Yeah, you would just be playing pinball <laughs> all day. Which, I mean, it would be fun, but... Could help. Yeah. Um... So somebody's got to be running maybe, a network. I think, I mean, you know, she, we see her have, she's got a spaceship. Maybe she has a Starlink going on. Okay. All right. All right. Maybe. Some magical internet action. 5G. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, anyway. <laughs> so I, I will say... I think before we get to reviews or anything, um, good call on hey hey Luke Charlie being the rat. What are the odds that the what are the odds the rats Charlie? <laughs> the rat was in fact Charlie. I'd say pretty high. <laughs> to be to be honest, Luke, when I first heard his name was Huck, I was like, okay, his name's not Huck. And then I I did make the Chuck connection kind of early, but I was like. I don't know if Brandon's going to do that. That's right. It worked out. It did I work mean, out. Yeah. It's kind of good. It's pretty good. Um, But uh, pretty high odds. Look, pretty high odds. Yeah. So congrats. Congrats on a, on a successful Dan theory. Thank you. If we're going to, if we're going to consider it a Dan theory. I mean, it was my running theory this whole time. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Um, before we get to reviews, though, we have to talk about the spore theory because we promised a theory about how these spores are working. And I want to do our due diligence of as, course. you know, authorities on this subject matter. Mm-hmm. Here's my hypothesis, Luke, and feel free to chime in. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay, so we've got some kind of fungal material that is growing on these moons, creating these spores, right? The spores are traveling through, I'm going to say they move through space a little bit. Like there is a gravity that pulls them to the planet um, and they travel through space. When they move through space, they are freeze dried. They're dehydrated. All the water sucked out of them and it changes their structure a little bit. And so it turns them into okay. like, it turns them into like a, 
You remember how you could get those things? You put them in water, and it's like a dinosaur that grows. Little, little dinosaur foam yeah, things. Yeah, the dinosaur foam thing. So it turns them into one of those, um, but like okay. a supercharged version of that. Like something about the dehydration process changes them structurally. So that sure. so that when we're they getting, we're getting a little dehydro dehydration reaction. Yes, dehydrogenation. Dehydrogenation. If you will. Well, is that what it is? I don't know. That's not quite dehydration. Anyway, um, all right. So they then they're on the you know they're floating around, and the issue here is it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like they absorb the water. Like they specifically use the word catalyst. Um. So is this sure. a, is this an oxide reaction? Like is this reacting with the air? And the- I think I think that we're using the word catalyst in a colloquial way and not in a precise way mm, okay in this story do you know what i mean i do know what you mean so you're saying they they are absorbing the water and the water is like a part of this transformation it's not just facilitating I, it right i think it's a reactant okay okay goes on the left side of our equation right not over the arrow not over the arrow okay Hmm. Luke, mm-hmm. here's the last question that I have that we need to answer. Is this okay. a is this an exothermic reaction? Because it seems like Ooh, there is okay. no it's heat. A good question. It seems like there's no heat transfer at all because Tress does a big reaction with a bunch of vines, does not comment on if the air gets really really cold or really really hot all of a sudden when she performs right. this massive reaction. Right. Which means okay. our delta so, G is zero. Or yeah, our enthalpy is zero. Oof. We got a huge entropic change, but it does not sound... I don't know what's going on, Luke. The, the, <laughs> the thermodynamics of this are not working for me. So, okay, okay. The I think the Zephyr spores are going to give us a hint here. Okay. Right? Okay. Because normally these would... Uh, when they explode of the air, you're getting a huge volume increase. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. And so you get a, a, a temperature decrease. Oh. However, I haven't heard this. Oh. I haven't heard when they do the Zephyr thing, there's, it doesn't get cold. Because you would notice it, right? Oh, all of a sudden the cannon's freezing. No, we don't hear that. There is always a volume increase in all of these spores. Correct. You're saying that accommodates for the heat, so it balances out the heat. Right. Right. So it is exothermic. The reaction itself is exothermic, but it ba- it's balanced out by the uh, the decrease in pressure. Okay. Well, mm, is that right? Well, pressure is going to stay the same, isn't it? Pressure is the same, Luke. Pressure. Okay, pressure. The V is going up. I agree with you. The, the volume v is, is going, going up. Yeah. But our P Let's is staying the same. In our T. The right. temperature should still be going up. What are we doing, Luke? We. I feel like a fool. <laughs> I feel like a fool. I don't know what it is. Uh, I, don't I don't have the theory. I think we may have failed. I mean, I will say, quest. clearly there is a huge increase in entropy when the spore goes to a gas. So, sure, like, of course. Huge entropic increase. I imagine if they looked at the temperature dependence, they would find a significant temperature dependence in the rate of this reaction, which would indicate that the entropic sure. effects are important. And also, this is the case in all of these spores, right? We're going from a highly ordered tiny thing that's everything is packed in really tightly and highly ordered and then expanding out in a huge volume uh, there's got to be some mm-hmm. significant entropic effects here so right right the next the next question we would we would maybe want to see tress explore uh is how temperature affects the reaction of these spores. the rate of the reaction of yes yes right right yeah um <laughs> All right, glad glad we've done our diligence here with this. I think that's enough. I think that's enough. Unless we you give have, it a shot. Yeah, we we did our best. Um, would have been great if Brandon consulted us a little bit first, but I get it was a secret project, so you know, it's fine. Yeah, maybe next time. Maybe next time, we'll get the call. Okay. 
Uh, last thing we have to say before we get to the reviews. Okay. I, I think we have to give some credit here to Tress because we started this book saying like, hey, how come, how come they don't just pay people here what they're worth? Because like if right. you just paid people, they wouldn't, you wouldn't have to force them to stay. Sounds you like, mean on her island? Yeah, on her island. Right. Sounds like Tress listens to the pod because she so. she took all our suggestions and turns out, oh yeah, that's a great that's a great solution. <laughs> right. They 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 took away the requirement of staying. Yeah. They turns out when like you, people are allowed to leave, they made it nice, uh, had a little pension plan. I think it was. <laughs> Yeah, it turns out when you pay people a living wage, uh, they enjoy the work and they don't want to leave. It's pretty good. Hmm. Pretty good. Who would have thought? I did appreciate that. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, Tress. Good work. Good work, Tress. Okay. Now now let's do reviews. I'll go first. Okay. Um, I think that this was a book that... I liked, and I have, like, relatively few complaints, if any. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know if it was... It's And I, I don't think it was really meant to be, like, something that I'm going to always remember as, like, a super... Like, one of my favorite books. Um, but it was, like, fun to read, and it was entertaining. Um... It was <laughs> honestly uh, not to put a peek behind the curtain here, but I had a little bit of a hard time coming up with notes for the pod for it. Um, right, right. Which is not like a strike against it or anything, but it was kind of like it was good, but I wasn't. It wasn't a book that I was like thinking about all the time. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. like I didn't go to work and be like, "Man, really, really thinking about that book that I was reading last night. I can't wait to get back to it." Right. But it What's was going good. on with Tress. Yeah. Right. I agree with you. And I, this is going to sound like a critique. It's not quite as harsh as it's going to come across. I wish it was half as long because mm. I think that this story, this story is really cool because it's like entirely a Hoyd story. Like throughout the Stormlight series, Hoyd has told these stories and this is very much one of those, right? This is very much a story of a character that's doing these like archetypical things and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's telling a larger tale, right? Like I can imagine Hoyd telling this to someone to like inspire them to do something. Right. Um, and I really appreciated that. I appreciated a lot of the interjections where Hoyd was like, Hey, this is a story I'm telling you. Uh, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, I felt like there was a lot of Hoyd giving Hoyd kind of expanded a lot in this story that I didn't want. I didn't necessarily want or need Hoyd to do. Um, And this is a personal preference. I think just Hoyd talking about memory and destiny and like all these things where he would start a chapter with like a big idea. And it was like, all right, Hoyd, come on. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, life lessons that were said by Hoyd, like, a lot. Yeah. Which I think I would appreciate a few here and there as kind of a fun thing. I do think that there were too many. Right. And I think it did work for a little while because Hoyd does that when he's telling a story, right? This is very much in character for how Hoyd tells stories to other characters in those books um sure it's just this was a little too long of a hoyd story like if i'm kaladin i'm like okay hoyd i gotta go fight right now i need you to wrap this up (laughs) right Um, right this is this was a first draft of a hoyd story Ooh. right okay he's he's testing out the waters and He's trying to see which parts people connect to mm-hmm. so that when he tells it in an important moment, he can cut right to the chase. Yes. Yes. I agree with you here. Um, I liked it. I was never bored. I was never like not having a fine time. Um, mm-hmm. 
but yeah, I feel like it, it could have been a bit shorter. Um, cause I, we, I kind of knew what Brandon was doing. We kind of figured it out from the beginning, like this is a Hoyd story. So it's going to have these like big classic ideas in it, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's my, that's my take. Okay. Okay. Good stuff on secret project. Number one, Brandon, um, next week we are going to be returning to an old series. Uh, we're returning to the first law series by Joe Abercrombie and reading the third and final book of that trilogy, which is called the last argument of Kings. Ooh, Luke, I am so excited to get back to Glockta. Dan loves Glockta. Glockta is one of my favorite characters <laughs> we've ever read. Uh, and I'm so stoked to, to see what he's up to. Okay. Okay. Good. I am too. So make sure you've read the first two books in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll do it in thirds. Yes. Yes. And we'll be back next week bringing the hot takes. Being the dumb nerds. Yeah.